Hey, Shelly, do you remember the days of being in corporate talent acquisition? Oh, absolutely. Every time the phone rang, it was another staffing agency claiming to be innovative and different. I used to wonder when someone would truly elevate the industry. Well, hold on to your hat here because that's exactly what Van Hack has done. Shelly, picture this a closed community of pre verified tech talent ready to relocate to Canada with all the paperwork taken care of. Sounds too good to be true? Well, not anymore. Van Hack has made it a reality. They have built the community of skilled software developers eager to make the move, and they handle the entire immigration process. And that's not all. They're taking it up a notch. Companies with offshore development teams, listen up. Van Hack's introducing the Canadian Engineering Office. Move your entire dev team to Canada, and Van Hack handles all the nitty-gritty details of immigration and relocation. So can you imagine, Serge? The applause from your CIO if you were to walk into his office and bring this solution to the table. Shelly, every time I walk into an office, I get applause. But that's not all. (laughs) The best part is they've got certified immigration consultants on board who've done this countless times. They understand that every family situation is unique. Revolutionize the way you recruit, relocate, and retain talent because when it comes to innovation in the talent acquisition world, Van Hack is leading the charge. Get ready to be the hero of your company. Check out vanhack.com today. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. Shelly, we're live here at the Plum Boot at HR Tech. Yes, are you getting are. tired yet? Are you in good no, shape? No, 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 no. This, this is so fun. So exciting. We've got such great content coming up. So on that note, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome to the show for the first time, we have the president of TalentNet, Jonathan. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Let's start first of all. So could you just share with the audience a bit about yourself? Sure. I've been in the HR space since 1998. I guess vet at this point fell into it like a lot of people do. Didn't really think when I was going through high school and university, that's where I would end up. But sure enough, here I am. I started my career as a recruiter, hands on keyboards, ear to the phone, traditional route getting experience in this space. Uh, Founded a traditional staffing firm in 2004 and started TalentNet in 2013. So it's been a pretty, pretty awesome career, one that I didn't even know existed before I fell into it. But here we are. So share with the audience, what is the name of the firm you started in 2004? I started a traditional firm in Canada called Tundra Technical Solutions. That Uh firm is uh, live and well today, but I stepped away in a part-time basis 2013 to found TalentNet and then a full-time basis in 2017 to focus on the, the software platform that we're chatting about here today. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that as far as TalentNet. Where did the idea come from? What's the background? Where is it now? Yeah, great questions. The background and the idea actually came from my wife. She's also in the HR space or was in the HR space. She's still active in the business. But when I first met her, she was working for IBM doing the resources on demand division, which she helped stand up within IBM. And the concept there was implied in the name resources on demand, creating a community within IBM of 
resources that they could call on at any given time to help deploy in projects. And when I looked at that and started to think about how traditional contingent labor works, it made a lot of sense why large organizations, sort of your Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, why couldn't they do the same thing? That was the early stages mm. of TalentNet, an understanding of who you know, how to redeploy workers within an organization. Often what happens is these big firms employ hundreds, if not thousands of workers, and one hiring manager doesn't know who the next hiring manager knows. So the first phase of TalentNet in 2013 was to help flatten that and okay. communicate between hiring managers, the people they've worked with in the past, people that they have access to, and help organizations redeploy. So we launched our first client in January 2014 on version one of the platform. And that's really what it was, a redeployment strategy. That's obviously matured mm. today into what we do with direct source in one doorway. But that was the early days. And that's where the idea came from. Go a little bit deeper as far as how companies work with you. What's the engagement? What does that look like for a company? Sure. From those early days, what I'll call redeployment, we've obviously matured into really the global leader in direct source. And direct source is really a contingent space a solution that we started in 2013 with the idea that large organizations, your Fortune 500s, can use their brand to directly engage mm -hmm. contingent workers. Obviously, the traditional path is to go through third-party staffing firms yeah. through a VMS, sort of a reverse auction. You've got yeah. your preferred supplier list. What Talonet did is change that direction and, and turn it on its head and allow these large organizations to use their brand, same way they do in the full-time space, to go out and attract these workers and build a community of these workers directly. You think about how the full-time space works today. I engage through my ATS, whether that's Workday, Taleo, iSIMS, whatever that ATS may be. And I use that system to post my jobs to my career page, to my social media, et cetera. That was never replicated in the contingent world. Why, we don't really know, but mm. it never was. Talonet allows that to happen on the contingent space. I, as an organization, can post my contingent roles, have them go to my career page, have them go to my social media, engage with that talent directly. Obviously, it still goes through a third party because those workers aren't full-time workers in the contingent world. But all of the talent attraction I could do myself through my VMS by incorporating the TalentNet platform. We've been engaged with uh, the major leaders in the VMS space since 2016. Originally, SAP Fieldglass, we did an integration with them in late 2016, early 17. Beeline followed shortly thereafter. And now, obviously, with Vinley and their Workday acquisition, we've got a great partnership there as well. That's really the direct source space that we focus on. That's matured quite a bit over the last... I'd call it 24 months as organizations have gotten more and more successful in direct source, filling 60, 70, 80% of their contingent roles through their direct source space. Ooh. It became obvious pretty quick to talent acquisition. Why don't we do that on the full-time side as well? Yeah. Why can't we use this talent community to attract all types of skills? And I'm speaking tomorrow here with one of our clients on the one doorway concept. And that is really the idea that an organization should be able to attract all types of talent through their mm. career page, not just full-time and uh, not just contingent, but every type of worker. So gig, freelance, you name it, all through one platform. And that's the solution we're trying to provide. Uh, contingent is really interesting because it's one that we often forget in the talent acquisition space. I think we've talked mm -hmm. about it probably once or twice in the last couple of years. So really interesting insights on that. But obviously, the last couple of years, the gig economy has really blown up. How is contingent labor evolve after COVID and obviously a very challenging labor market right now? COVID was interesting because it it proved to the world that people could work from anywhere. Yeah, You saw the explosion of PEOs, professional employer organizations, employers of record, 
because organizations figured pretty quickly, hey, if my staff are going to work remotely, then I can hire anywhere in the world, which really leans towards contingent and gig-based workers. And certainly our platform has seen an explosion since 2019 because of that. You think about if I'm a, a Fortune 500 with a brand, why do I particularly care where my talent is coming from. Mm. If I find the right talent and I'm in Texas and they're in Poland, what difference does it make? As long as they're willing to work reasonably within the hours that I need them uh, and be available when I need them, why do I particularly have a preference where they sit? In fact, in a lot of situations, isn't it more beneficial? I don't have to pay the overhead to have that worker sitting in a chair at a desk in a big expensive office building. So COVID really changed the rules in terms of how our clients, the big Fortune 500s, how they engage with talent. Some of that's changed. I think the pendulum has swung a little bit. People are starting to come back in the office, which I think is good as well. But when it comes to labor shortages in very specific areas, especially IT and engineering, hey, if I can find someone in a country that I don't operate in, use a third party to engage them, but use my platform through TalentNet to engage with those workers, why would I not? 100% 100% agree. I, I'm a little bit curious as far as what you're seeing in the next couple of years. Like, how is this going to evolve? Are we going to see this part of the industry grow? We're still in the early stages of of direct source adoption. Yeah. It's been popular since 2019, but really popular since 22, as we've started to come out of the pandemic. If I look at the cross-section of, of companies we work with, the Metas, the Amazons, Boeings, Pfizer's of the world, they're all early in their journey with direct source. Yeah. But as they mature, they're already starting to realize, hey, there's other ways that I can attract and engage with talent here. And as I mentioned before, that sort of starts to spill over to the full-time side of the world. Uh, but all of that's going to change, at least in our opinion, over the next couple of years here with AI. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's changing how workers are engaged, how workers find out about jobs, how workers build their resumes, you name it. It's making some significant changes. So We've spent a lot of time and effort, what we call Talonet Labs, our in-house AI group and working with AI. We were one of the first organizations to work with Google Jobs when it was in closed alpha. Mm. Don't ask me how little Toronto-based Talonet software company ended up doing that, but we did. So we worked with them and we still work with them today. Our large language processing model that we use for matching is built on the Google BERT platform, which yeah. is their large language platform. But we've also been working with OpenAI now for the past six months. We've integrated a GPT 4.0 as a platform that's used within what we call Talent Bench. And it allows organizations to rework their job descriptions. Often one of the weakest areas in talent acquisition is the job comes out and it has nothing to do with what they're actually looking for. Through our platform, you can take a bad job description, run it through GPT-4.0 embedded in our platform and come out with a very good job description. Very basic use of AI, baby steps, obviously, but a huge impact on ability to attract talent. We're now working with GPT for something we call Talent Navigator, and it allows workers within the Talent platform to go in and actually have a conversation essentially with their database. So I can say things like, show me the best three developers in the Calgary area, and it will produce those three. Okay, why is Betty better than Bob? It will explain that. Okay, we'll now remove people that are outside 45 minutes from downtown Calgary, and it will do that. It's much like the experience you've had if you've ever played with ChatGPT. 
It's a similar experience with a vector database, but built around your private talent communities. As a recruiter within the platform, I can have an intelligent conversation essentially with my database of candidates. So it's really unique, really cutting edge. We're in early stages with it, but it's pretty exciting. I, I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking of all the questions I would ask. Because as you know, the Intellin acquisition, we are infamous maybe for building these enormous databases of people right. that then atrophy. We don't touch them again. We don't go back into them. Yep. Even in the contingent world, there's usually a lot of, so I'm talking staffing, there's usually a lot of turnover. And so each new recruiter comes in and starts building their own database. And when was the last time we talked to them? Who's been most active in the talent yeah. community, right? One of the differences with Talonet outside of your traditional ATS is it's very candidate driven. So I, as a candidate, come to a career page. I build a profile, take 60 seconds or less. I then give it my preferences. I'm interested in full-time. I'm interested in contract, gig, freelance, whatever it is. Yeah. From that point moving forward, I get those jobs in real time as they're released. They come to my phone, they pop up. Yes, I'm interested. No, I'm not. So it's a very interactive process. And to your point, I can ask my vector database Who's been most active? So give me the best three developers. Great. Who's been most active in the community of those three? Exactly. So I know who's actively looking and who's who's participating with that brand. Yeah. Awesome. So it's a busy show. There's a, a lot here. And we talk often about just how much noise there is in HR tech in general. I'm just curious, outside of your own company, what are you the most excited to go see or check out? What's on your radar? Uh, generally speaking, it, it comes back to AI. I know there's yeah. a few discussions coming up and the <laughs> impact of AI and what's happening. I don't think a lot of organizations, and not necessarily organizations that are here, a lot of them are cutting edge, but I think a lot of organizations within the HR space don't really realize the wave that's coming at them yet. Yeah. And it's going to make some significant changes in terms of how we do. I, what I'm most curious about is what this is going to look like in two years and three years. Yeah. And yeah. what platforms are not even here yet that will be massive players within the HR space that'll come up using AI to their advantage. There's a few talks that I definitely want to hear, but it's almost as much as what some of the, the bigger players aren't doing as it is what they are doing that I'm curious to see because often some of these larger platforms are harder to move and harder to make changes. And that can be scary when things are moving as quickly as they are right now. Yeah. If, I think it'll be really interesting because I'm equally excited about what this is going to mean two years from now because we know the big guys can't react that quickly. Mm -hmm. And will they invest to innovate? Right. It's, it's an exciting time to be an HR tech. And who's here that will be the next big thing? Yeah. We, don't, we well, don't know yet. We'll see. Let's call it now. I'm going to ask you to take out your crystal ball and give us what the next couple of years in your mind looks like. From a talent perspective or across the board? Across the board. Yeah. The whole talent community. Uh, yeah, I, I think this idea of talent being segregated is going to go away. Yeah. So we're at HR Tech. 95% of the organizations here are focused on full-time talent, whether it be the management of, the payment of, or the attraction of, it's all full-time. To me, that's a ridiculous notion. You, most organizations have at least 30% of their workforce that are non-employee, and that grows every year. Yeah. So why are we in a giant conference hall just talking about one segment of the worker population? We know some of the best talent in the world, IT, engineering, et cetera, they don't want a full-time job. 
they want to stay contingent gig freelance, et cetera. So why do we make it so difficult to engage with that talent? Why is there a conference dedicated to just full time when maybe that's not the preference anymore? Yeah. You look at the generation that's coming up now, I, I can call them the generation because it's not my generation, <laughs> but uh, a lot of them don't want to go and work nine to five, Monday to Friday and sit in a chair in an office. They want flexibility. They want to be able to do four or five different things uh, with four or five different customers. That needs to be something that gets into the culture of HR and it's not there yet. Crystal ball, I think that goes away. I think you'll, organizations are seeing it now with our platform and our one doorway process. Why make it so hard to engage with the best talent out there? If I'm a large organization and I need talent, I should have one location attached to my brand where all that talent can come and, and they can interact with any type of role I have. And that just hasn't existed until now. Fast forward two, three years, you'll see a flattening. This idea of HR tech is only full-time. I think that'll all go away. I, I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that insight. And it actually gives me a new perspective is I've been maybe ignoring is the wrong word, but it's not an area where I focus. So Jonathan, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you both. Thank if you. If someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Email, definitely. Certainly through the website. Like most people, I'm stuck to my phone. So email's the way to go. LinkedIn, I'm assuming? Oh, yes, of course. LinkedIn, LinkedIn for sure. Okay. Although I'm not as good at responding on LinkedIn, I, I probably shouldn't admit that to everybody. But about once a week, I'll go in and just respond to everybody in LinkedIn. But email is definitely the best way. Perfect. And TalentNet website. TalentNet.com. Easy. Perfect. Love it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you both. Thank you. Au revoir. Shelly, let's face it, texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today. But your cell phone doesn't connect to your ATS. You're sharing your personal number with strangers. That's pretty scary, right, Shelly? And mm. it's not even legally compliant. Mm, this is where our friends at Rectext come in. They've created simple yet powerful text recruiting software that works with your ATS. Plus, it's designed by recruiters for recruiters, so you know it works. To learn more and book a demo, visit www.rectxt.com, mention the Recruitment Flex, and get 10% off annual plans. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.